Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat This is the Javaman Fighting Illini podcast This is Suds First episode of the new season I got Java Joe with me And in studio tonight In my basement I got Java Jubes I got the spy Boys, we got a big announcement to make What's going on? How you guys doing? Great to be back uh, for another season, Legs, and in person as well. Uh, Is this the first time you guys are in studio, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, first got, time in the lab. You got quite the uh, audio-visual setup here, <laughs> gotta say. Java Joe. What, I'm, not, I'm not in the studio, but I can feel the love. Yeah. Just like I'm ab- there. Absolutely. So big announcement, boys. We are part of the Big Banter Network pumped to be part of it. We are the official Illini basketball podcast of the Big Banter Network. Everyone listening, check it out. The Big Banter, led by our guy Brant, he hit the pavement hard this summer, signed up a Big Ten podcast for every school for football, and then another podcast for every school in the Big Ten for basketball. And it's going to be exciting stuff. When we get into basketball season, the idea here is we're going to do some crossovers. So, you know, for example, we play Rutgers when we're going to we're going to get on the mics. We're going to have a pod crossover pod with our, our friends over on the East Coast. So looking forward to it. It's going to be good stuff. Boys, wh- what do you think about big, being part of the Big Banner Network? I'm excited to set sail. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? I'm just curious if the Rutgers guys call it Jersey Mike's Arena or the Rack. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out shortly here. I feel like they've gotten worse since they started calling Jersey Mike's. At the rack, they were undefeated, or unbeatable, I should say. But yeah, let's we'll, get that. We'll have to make that a segment. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it, boys. What do you think? We got a nice segment list. We're gonna start it off here. We're gonna swab the deck. We get, we got a lot to reflect on from last year, but we're gonna start with some roster turnover. And I'm gonna set the stage, and I'm gonna pass it pass it off to you, boys. So 2022-23 roster. All right, I'm going to start with, and I'm going to just focus on the key players that are coming back. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the Liebs of the world, you know, or the, is it AJ Red? What's, what's Red's name? He started in Spain. He's, he's, he's still on the team. <laughs> he's, he's getting he's some action. Yeah, so. Paxton he, Warden. Paxton Warden, gone. He's, he gone. So we got TSJ and Hawk. Huge news of those guys coming back. Ty coming back, sincere, Dane, Goody, six six pretty key players returning, and then here are the key guys that we don't have anymore that left one reason or another. Best of luck, as our guy Etch would say. RJ, Jaden, Sky, John Mayer, Meyer. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said his name. Matthew Hello. Meyer. Matthew Meyer, been doing good in camp. Did he make the? The what team was he? The Rockets, I believe, have signed him to a contract. They did two way. I I believe so. Wow. Matthew, John Mayer, Meyer. All right. Interesting, Brad. Joe, I'm going to start with you. 
Oh, you know what? Okay, so let, let me let me talk about the new players as well for 23-24. So replacing, I think, the five key players I mentioned, Gibbs Longhorn, Dre Gibbs Longhorn, Marcus Doma- Domask. Yeah, Domask. 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 We, we got to, you know, we need a game so I could get some pronunciations here. <laughs> Couldn't watch the games in Spain. Uh, Quincy. How do you put Gary Air? Gary Air, yeah. Gary Air. Yeah, that was pretty good. Hand and Hand Amani Hansberry and then Harmon from Utah Valley State. Utah Valley University. Yeah. Utah the Valley great University. Utah Valley. Java Joe, what great do you got program. for me? Let talk about the roster turnover here. Uh the specific not the end of the last season, just the roster turnover in general. Yep. Yeah. And then we can reflect um, a little bit on last year. I would year. say it the the roster turned over um Pretty good. I think that's the era of, of NIL. Luckily, Brad knows how to build programs, as, as we all know. Absolutely. And I think what's what really goes unnoticed in this in this turnover is that TSJ and Hawkins did not turn over. These are guys that's whenever we we whenever I hear about oh this freshman cried and left and like those types of things. I think about the guys who have been in the program for a while, who have seen the light, who understand um, how to get better as a player, how development works. Not talking X's and O's, talking development. And the fact that Brad was able to keep those two guys, the money and NIL money obviously helps. But that was huge because those are, those are going to be the two clear leaders of the team this year, um, along with my boy Luke Goody. And so the the turnover is great. I I I um I was a huge fan of Matthew John Mayer Meyer. Unfortunately, he just I think got cold uh, in the tournament. So that that's but that's I think the only guy we'll really miss. Yeah. Um, I don't think our point guard situation was was great last year. I do think uh, what's his name um, the freshman Jaden that stuck or around. Who? Oh, sincere. No, no, no. Yep. I mean the guy that left. Sky, was, made it to Sky or Epps? Jaden Epps. Yeah, Jaden Epps. Sorry, yeah. see, he's already out of my mind. <laughs> I thought he had a pretty. I thought he had a very good year until he got hurt, and then something happened there. There had so to be a obviously falling out. A little bit concerned about the front, you know, the freshman and point guard play, but I just love the fact that we got longer. Um, we got it. We added a couple better, or we added some better shooters. Um, and some really gritty, gritty Brad Underwood two-way players um, that are going to bring a ton of leadership, and I, th- I just think we'll be able to right the storm and not have a ton of, um, you know, low points to the year. I think they're they're going to keep um, drives and, and long, um, you know, droughts and scoring might happen, but the defense and the leadership and the and the seniority of the team, I think, will play out uh, to a very successful season. Shaps, Spy, what do you got for me? Yeah, the biggest moves of the offseason were just convincing Shannon and Hawkins to come back. Um, And also getting rid of the weirdos that were Meyer (laughs) and Sky. Epps also became kind of a weirdo. That one wasn't expected. Uh, But... Swabbing the decks clean of some of those weirdos. It's clear that some of the older guys on the team just did not like them at all. Like 
Hawkins was very clear about that in a lot of his comments following the season. And even guys over the summer just talking about how the locker room is just in a much better place. Bringing in some some better role players, I think, that will will probably that have more experience and will buy in um, were really the biggest moves of the offseason. So maybe we didn't get, you know, like the star power so much, but I think we added some nice pieces and really bringing back Shannon and all Big Ten player was was the biggest part of it. Some addition by subtraction there, Shaps. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of my, weirdos. When when Hawkins had that interview, do you think he was specifically talking about the freshmen, or do you think Meyer was mixed in as well? I think he was mostly talking about. Well, I think Sky was gone by that point. Um, yeah. I think Meyer, but he, he was. It was still like, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Front I mean, he, of, you know, Meyer had some weird stuff. If you him. if you remember the Northwestern game when when they had that big comeback, Epps was basically sulking on the bench. Yeah, in yeah. the entire second half. Um, so I think it was, I think it was him a little bit of Meyer and maybe a little bit of sky, but I mean, we heard there's some of the comments we heard after the season were pretty crazy around <laughs> what they thought <laughs> of the players that were on the team. Well, Meyer had, Meyer had the energy drink thing, right? Where he was, uh, what he, what was it? He pounded like five energy drinks. Yeah. Playing yeah. And he got games. sick. Yeah. He stayed up all night. Playing video I, games, pounding monsters. You know what? Bothered and then he had the the fasting thing. Like yeah, the he, fasting thing. He couldn't thing. decide oh what God. his diet was going to be. He was always switching it up. That was that was a Just, bad sign. I'm I mean, t- I'm team fasting. I think it's I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, the writing was on the wall with that. Like you can't count on a guy to be consistent if he's fasting. What three days before a basketball <laughs> game? Are you kidding me? How do you how do you not pass out? I mean, Adama Sanogo, I believe, played in the tournament. This is true. Fasting. That guy yeah. was a monster. Um, is that so, he follows the fasting model? So no, it was for a religious, religious person. Yeah, a religious oh. holiday. Yeah. Meyer was just like messing around with his diet in the middle of the season. <laughs> Dude, Meyer's got some weird stuff going on. Seems like he's figured it out for the Rockets, though. Apparently. Yeah. We'll see. Matthew Meyer, Jubes, talk to me about the roster turnover. What do you got? Um. I I think we were one kind of piece away from really kind of hitting a slam dunk in the offseason. Uh, there were a lot of people. I think they've everybody's mentioned, you know, Hawkins and Shannon coming back. But I think the big question was, was who's going to play point guard for like the entire summer? It basically was. And there were names thrown around like Tiger Campbell was going to come here because Tiger. of Tim, Tim Anderson. <laughs> and then Ray J. Dennis was going to come here because... Uh, he's from the Chicago suburbs and his dad wanted him to come here. He ended up choosing Baylor, which I think is actually a pretty smart move for him because Scott yeah. Drew doesn't really make his players play a whole lot of defense and their their offense is basically just two guards doing whatever they want. So that's a good that's a good place to go if you're a point guard that likes to score. Um and then we are gonna get uh Billiken legend Yuri Collins, I believe, and then that didn't work out either. And I'm sure Joe would have been Thrilled about all time assist leader. Yeah. And I think he would have fit in well on the team too. Um, cause he's, he kind of looks for the pass more, um, is out of a shot. And then I think there were a few other guys that were, I don't know if they ever Kirk. really, yeah, I don't think they ever uh, really kicked the tires on Kerr cause he was just too <laughs> expensive. NIL wise. He um, stayed, right? 
No, oh, no, he went to West. Yeah, but then wasn't the then he won the transfer portal again, and then when the Huggy stuff went down, I'm shocked he stayed. And then After that went I, down. I knew things were getting real bad when like the buzz was getting excited about Mulcahy coming here uh, um, yeah. as like the point guard of the future. Not that he's a bad player. It's just that he was kind of like the villain. Yeah. Every time we played Rutgers over the past couple of years and you know, they would just be, there's some people that you'd rather just play against than have on your team. I feel like, I think Hunter Dickinson is another one is an Illinois fan. Yeah. You'd like you, you don't, you don't him. want Dickinson. Yeah. On your team. Um, no matter how good he is. So, um, and then the other thing, so we didn't get the point guard and apparently Ty Rogers is going to play point guard, which I think is, you know, worth a shot given who we have on the roster. Um, if we would have gotten a point guard that can score a little bit, that would have been kind of a, the, a slam dunk off season for, for Illinois because they retained the two NBA players or NBA talents, I should say. Though The one other thing is I'm kind of concerned about who's going to replace Myers playmaking and scoring ability on the team yeah um we got a lot of guys who can we who can hopefully shoot the three better um and play good defense and play the right way we're very old now compared to last year we were running out like lineups with half freshmen but uh i think that who who else is going to carry the load and play make um outside of Shannon and like really handle the ball and do those types of things. We play through Coleman a lot, but again, he's not going to be penetrating, ma- you know, making the defense kind of make decisions. He's more of a facilitator kind of within the offense. So who's going to take that role is really going to be a question because we have a lot of spot up shooters. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Harmon's one of those guys who could do that. Um, but you know, we just haven't seen enough if he can do it at the Big Ten level or not. I think that's just up for debate. Um, but he looked good in the Spain games, which we'll get to later. Is Har- um, Harmon's a two? Yeah, he's like a two. I mean, he could play point guard for a little bit. His assist to turnover ratio last year wasn't great. Um, but he, he looks like the one guy who they, they brought in that kind of can create his own shot a little bit. So what about I, I think Domask is more than just a shooter. Yeah, from he, what what the highlights I put, of course that was. Yeah, I mean Southern, they're right? playing against, you know, the the Valley. Yeah. So is that going to be his role on the team? We don't know, but um, I mean, I think they brought him in primarily because he's kind of like a a a better basketball player than Melendez in terms of like what what Melendez was going to do. Like they're probably hoping he can fill that role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm just I'm looking down the list here. I was trying to think back on timing of how it all went down, and I I couldn't remember if we got anybody after Ray J signed, and and Tiger. Well, Wait, did we get any? Did we get that kid? That, we got Jeremiah Williams. Yeah, then he then he the gambling fiasco oh at Iowa State. God, forgot oh. about that. <laughs> so, but no one else after that, right? So we kind of just no. Right? We have an open spot going yeah. into the season, but I mean. I think if anyone entered the portal like late in the year, they would have pounced on it. But they also, I mean, if you're entering the portal in August, you probably know yeah. where you're going. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, guys, I'm looking at the guys that we lost and I'm not too upset about it. Great points on Meyer. I think we all agree he's going to be missed the most, but he also, he was all, the days that he was not on, he was an offense killer. You know, no, he, yeah. he, and I think that's what happened in the tournament. He wasn't hitting any shots. Same thing, the big 10 tournament. It just, it, in order to win a championship, how many games you got to win in a row? Six. Like, I, 
what were the chances that Myrie was going to go crazy? For, that would have been the only way we had any sort of, and even if that happens, we it probably, right? He like, had a few we, streaks of Baylor when they won the national championship, but it obviously wasn't because of him. But, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest question is, like you said, when he was on, though, like he won us some games. He won us um, in Madison Square Garden against um, Texas. Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Yeah. 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 No, like he, he won yeah, us that he was, game. He was unconscious. And he was just literally up the court, took the ball, shot it every time. You couldn't guard him. Yeah. That so was it's the, like, who, we don't, I don't, we don't necessarily need somebody to do that, yeah. but we need somebody to be able to play make. And it's just kind of a question of who that's going to be. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, hopefully it's a, a silver lining that it makes us run an offense that's, you know, we're moving around, we're passing the ball, running. Some nice offensive sets. That would be wild. There's <laughs> Joe. You might be on your own here, defending our coach, <laughs> Mr. Brad. Well, it's it's yeah, it's it's a big it's a big year for him. What year? Are we? Every year. Who's got it? Seven. It's, it's year seven. Yeah. He. I just think our our floor with adding. The problem with having two studs on your team. Which I would define like they were two what top ten players in the league last year probably, and the problem is you're just you go with those guys and the swings are are big when 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 they're off and they're off by a lot like like Mayer was or Meyer was the the floor on this team's a lot a lot lower like there's not going to be these drastic like come from you mean high wins because guys aren't going to go hot right it, it'll be just consistency. Older guys that can play some defense that can make a couple shots, and I, I just think that's probably for a tourney run. That's likely, you know, it's it's more likely for for a team like that to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Now, I don't think a team like that probably is going to go to a Final Four. I think you need like a couple really really good players to get hot to go to a Final Four, and you can make the argument that that team last year. You, you you did have that. Um, but I think this team is built more to get to the second weekend, not necessarily make a huge run. Yeah, I mean Meyer was because, basically because of the point guard. Meyer was basically brought in, I think, for March yeah. last year because of his experience with Baylor and against Arkansas in the first round last year, he went 0 for six with two points. What? So that I mean that's that's just what we got from him. And so yeah, hopefully there's just more consistency this year. The point guard, like Jube said, was was the big swing and miss. But also, if you weren't going to get, you know, one of those top guys, and there were not many guys available in the portal, I'm I'd rather go with what you got and see what you have with Ty and others as opposed to yeah Jeremiah Williams or whoever yeah and Jacobs Lawhorn could be that playmaker too but again he's a freshman and yeah you know is he ready to play defense at the Big Ten level we don't know so his highlights look yeah I mean they they look at Underwood level yeah they look very good yeah I I don't know what it is I get the sense what it gives Lawhorn that if he's not getting some PT we could see him in the portal Hopefully he, that's not the case. He went to like four or five high schools. Yeah, not he's, a great he's gonna He's going to get a lot of playing time just because we don't have a point guard. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's better he for looks the really good now. Just, him that you, we didn't Seems like one. he has a great attitude. Yeah. I I mean, I'm pumped. Right now, right. sure. Yeah. You just can't start him. Yeah, I mean, that, that... Because if you start him, he's going to get benched yeah. at some point. 
And then if he gets benched, he'll probably transfer. Yeah, and that comment wasn't on Gibbs Lawhorn in particular. That was just generally speaking on freshmen. You know, that's like... Yeah, I, no, it's not, yeah, it's not you know even I mean? specific to him. Yeah. It's just what we have learned in this day and age. Yeah, and I mean, for, for last year too... We, We'll be critical of Brad plenty on this podcast, but like we've heard some ridiculous <laughs> things from players. Like Ty Rogers said, like we just need good people on our yeah. team or something like that, or I, it was some 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 something along those lines. And they're also like hearing that like apps or somebody who was bringing up the ball just wasn't running the play initially when <laughs> when the game started. Like they would call, they would drop a play and they wouldn't run it. Oh and if, if if Brad's drawing up a play and they're not running it, I mean, there's almost so much you can do without just benching whoever's not running the play. Yeah. But there clearly were, you know, other things or people at other agendas last year that, you know, aren't necessarily Brad's fault, but it's also something that he needs to kind of curb and make sure doesn't happen again because that can kind of kill the culture of your program. In Brad's defense, how hard is it to be a college basketball coach? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's one of the. I mean, you get paid handsomely, but it's yeah. you don't get any time off. No time off. You got to balance these kids that think they're superstars, and if you don't play them, they'll they'll complain and they'll leave. And then if you play them, you're really sacrificing your team because they're not ready. So it's like you know you got to have a balance, and I don't know, it's tough. It, I I think Brad does a good job there, but I know we've talked about it with. You know, numerous times. I think it's the X's and O's with Brad. Joe, we gotta we gotta dig up the tape on you, man. I was thinking about this before the pod. You you know what you love to say, we'll judge him in March. I got Brad's resume right here and I wanna get your thoughts. <laughs> hey, 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 real real quick, um in the words of St. Louis and John Ham for Mad Men, <laughs> that's what the money's for. Brad can handle it, he gets paid handsomely. All that's right. what the money's for all you mad men fan out there will get it yeah Bands i, get I agree i agree i i mean i didn't say you know he's i just said it's a hard job he's definitely you know getting paid for it no doubt about it brad underwood java joe dollar bills seven year seven okay year seven i'll start with the good stuff one big 10 championship regular season that's right split with wisconsin right one Big Ten tournament championship. You could argue they deserved the regular season that year as well. I think we give it to them. That was a Kevin Warren. Yeah, Kevin Warren. Jawan closed the door. Thirty days. Two nice Italian in there. Two NCAA tourney wins. Is that right? We beat the when we were the one seed. We beat the sixteen seed wrestler, and then we beat the Mox. Yeah. Chattanooga. That was one of you guys all came over for that game. That was that was one of the best <laughs> nights of my Illinois fandom. Just we were sweating <laughs> so at halftime. Sad. That was that was it was just an exciting game. I mean, it should have never been like that. But I mean, just speaking game. as a fan, like that was some of the worst basketball I've <laughs> ever seen so played bad. in my entire life. Yeah. By both teams. And Illinois, like I think I don't think they were winning till the last forty seconds of the no, game. No, they weren't. And it was because the uh, then we get like fouled, and then uh, the plumber hit two free throws to take yeah. the lead. Yeah, and then the guy got a good look. What was his name? The uh, Malachi Smith. Yeah, was Malachi. Juice, yeah. Juice. I think Hawkins got a piece of it too, like on the putback. <laughs> oh man, that would have been a, that would have been awesome if that was like to go to an elite eight. 
maybe not to be the mocks. I don't think Chattanooga was making it to the the Sweet 16. (laughs) Okay, so then last one here, three NCAA tournament appearances because we we lost last year in round one to Arkansas. All right, well, we would have made it with COVID, so let's call it. Well, all right. Let's we can we can say so. I'll give you that. So out of six years, right? Because we're gonna count if if he's truly in year seven, we gotta give it to him. So that would have been four out of six NCAA appearances, which is pretty good. Here's the big stat, Joe. How many second weekends? <laughs> we know we all know the answer. <laughs> What's the answer, it's, Joe? It's, we're just curious. It, it rhyme. It rhymes with Loyola. Zero. <laughs> So what happens this year if he doesn't make a second weekend? He, he got an extension. I think for, for for better or for worse, Brad has two or three years left before they would ever do anything. So do you think the 0% chance he's on the hot seat this year? No. 0% chance. Unless, well, I should take that back. If they miss the tournament, he could be in the hot seat, but I don't. I just that's not going to happen. Yeah. I... I it's tough to say. I don't know. I, I, for me, me personally, you know, self-proclaimed chairman of the firing squad, and I know we got three <laughs> firing squad members sitting in my basement right now. If he doesn't make a second weekend this year, I, I think you got to think about moving on. Yeah, you wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years, Joe. I mean, what what are you gonna do? You wonder. Um... <laughs> And and so I don't think that if he doesn't make the second weekend this year that he he'll get fired, but I do think that the seat is it's not getting hot, but it's definitely warm, and it's it's shocking that we're at this point considering like what's happened the last few years. But it's usually not like the fact that they lose these games; it's really more like how they lose them, and like it's pretty apparent to some people that, you know, watch basketball that he's getting out coached in a lot of these games. And even kind of like regular fans like us can, can kind of see that from what's happening. I mean, we look at Indiana last year. Let's not dwell on, let's not dwell on that, but I mean, he didn't, he didn't chess Penn state. He didn't double team. Danger is going to be a lot better because of that game this year. He didn't double team. Trace Jackson Davis till there were like four <laughs> minutes left in the game. And so again, all part of the master plan. And, so Dane plays good in 2023. And you know, you look at that and you're like, Oh, well that's just a coaching philosophy thing. Well, I mean, you got to try something else. And he, he just, he just sticks to what he wants to do and coaches know it. Uh, Calvin Sampson, when, when they played us and, and, and Houston was a better team than us when they beat us that year. But he's like, we know, yeah. we knew what we were going to do. He said then, it before the game or he said, did he say after that was an easy it, game or yeah, something? Yeah. He's like, it was, they didn't do anything like that, yeah. that we weren't expecting them to do. Like yeah. we knew what their plan was like. Yeah. And so you just kind of know what you're getting from him. And I think with the point guard miss, if they had gotten a point guard and then some, like they didn't make the second weekend, I think we would be talking about you know, kind of he needs to do something this year, at least, you know, win a tournament game, maybe two. Um, but I think if he does not make the second weekend or win a game this year, I think he probably has one more year before like Whitman starts sniffing around. 
Um, and, and if other, I mean, one domino falls, right? Bill self retires, Cal retires, one coach retires and that thing can go, the coaching carousel can start spinning. The message board starts cooking. So Jubes is living under deck. So I got to say, I'm just saying it's, I'm not saying that he's, he would get fired this year at all, but I think the seat's warmer than you would think it would be based on his resume. It's red hot for for like half of our Java men. We should probably set the stage for any new listeners out That's there true. too. That there is there is two factions of the Java men <laughs> podcast. One side we call the firing squad, who basically, you know, if we're down at halftime, would would like to fire the coach. And then the other side of the podcast we've affectionately called the the human centipede because the Brad Underwood human centipede. Yeah. The Brad. Yeah, the peed for short. You'll hear us reference the peed a lot, which basically who's the, the chairman of the peed? Are we know. looking at him? Are we Could looking be, at him? We, we, might we might be, be looking, looking at, at Joe right podcast. now. There's a lot of similarities between MAGA Republicans and. <laughs> but we call him the human centipede because basically anything you feed him just passes right through the system, you know, onto the next person and, and so on. And they just keep eating the shit that comes comes down the pipeline. Credit to them, though. Always optimistic. We would not be in a good place as a podcast without the uh, the peed. But yeah, from the firing squad point of view, it it's going to we were not very happy with with the way last season ended. No, how we could lost, you? We lost seven of the last eleven games that we played. We knew that this team was flawed, even as we were rattling off wins against, you know, Minnesota and Northwestern and and you know crappy teams in January. The problem that I had was like the team just got worse as the season went along. You know, we all, all four of us were present in Las Vegas when we took down UCLA. Yeah. And looking that was a top, and, that was a top five sporting moment for me. That was for sure. that was incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable I need experience. to be back there. That we was, were all part of the peed at that point. Every single we were all there. Every single one of us, huh? Yeah. yeah on on this pod, we were all there. And now, like looking back at that as the season went along, you kind of start to nitpick and say, okay, well, if Taryn Shannon doesn't go like six of seven mm-hmm. from three yeah. in that game, there's just no chance that we win. And, and and kind of the same in the Texas game yep. too. We had a couple marquee wins yep. that carried us through the season. Did not have another good win basically the rest of the year. We got we the seed. Not. We got the seed that we deserved. But if you lose that Texas or UCLA game, we probably miss the tournament. And so just thinking about That's that, true. what happens if we lose one of those games? Like, what are we talking about right now? Are we we were nine. Arkansas was an eight, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arkansas, so, I mean, that was a very winnable game. Arkansas wasn't impressive. They had a lot of NBA talent, but they were kind of like us. They just couldn't put it together. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they they outclassed us in that game. We were hanging around and hanging around, but yeah. like it was never really that close. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just still like, you know, thinking about the fact that one or two games that we lose and we don't make the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that the tune would be very very different for Brad Underwood right now. Well, yeah. That's where I'm at, Chaps. Here's here's my thing. And I know you're going to disagree with me, Joe. But w- why 
why do I have to have such low expectations because we were dog shit from <laughs> realistically like what 2008 yeah 20, 20 2008 2010 to like 2017 we were, we made the tournament like one time so i have to be satisfied with a first round exit or a first weekend exit because we were terrible for 10 years i, I don't want to hear it give me a break we should have higher expectations the expectation should be second round every year that's yeah. how you build a program that i mean i'm not going to say can we're going to turn into kansas but that's how you turn it into a, a program where you can become a powerhouse where yeah. you're top three in the Big Ten every year because you yeah. have to have those expectations. The moment where you're okay losing in the first round every year, or the second round every year because you just made the tournament, well, then, you know, you're not going to be, be anything better than the occasional run to the Final Four once every 30 years. And that's what the Illini have been. We've been a Final Four championship team once every 30 years, right? It was, what, 89? So maybe... And 2005. Mm -hmm. Right. So what is that? Two, I guess that was 15 years Once apart. But 15 we, years. But yeah. we haven't been back since. That's 18 years ago. So, you know, yeah. one, we're over once every 15 years right now. Yeah. I mean, two things stick out to me from last year that I, and then I want to turn the page. The first is we're just, I, I'm sure Brad is very happy that Micah Shrewsbury is in at Notre Dame right now, and he's not <laughs> coaching Penn State anymore. Um, Joe is happy about that too. Joe's happy. Irish. Fan. Every everybody on the Pete is also happy. Oh, and three against Penn State. So <laughs> I go to that game. I was at the Big Ten tournament the entire day of that day. Uh -huh. I was at a I was at a nice lounge. I believe Shaps went to a similar one uh, there, and I was nice and toasty for the game. And I'm like, all right, I think Brad's going to try something different this time. <laughs> he played Dane Danger, who I still think has a valuable, you know, is a valuable piece of the team. And, you know, it was his first year. Like, he was a, effectively a freshman last year. It was his first real yeah. year of college basketball. Um, and the, he said, we're going to overpower Penn State with Dane Danger. What happened? Dane Danger played well in the first half. He did. He he played well offensively, but the issue with Dane Danger was the drop coverage that he played against Penn State, and also the fact that when um when they would run him off of a screen, they would kind of get him in no man's land, and people they they Penn State just basically did whatever they wanted. Yeah, and also they they would hunt matchups with Pickett, um, which is you know it's easier said than done to guard, but they didn't do anything to stop him, and. We, we tried to go to Dane all game, all game. They were, you, you could tell they were purposely fouling him towards the end of the game. Free and and he, he couldn't make the free throws. And, and I don't blame Dane for that because he, he just was not a good free throw shooter at that yeah. point. And so I think doing that kind of slowed down the game for us. We were a more athletic team than them. And they were able to claw back in and win. And if, if, if we kind of went small, I think we would have had a much better chance in that game. The second game, again, we lost. You know, we lost to Penn State in the Big Ten tournament. Second game, Arkansas. The only thing I'll say about that game is that if anybody remembers this, everybody listening probably does. Matthew Meyer's shoe fell off in the in the middle of the game. The Illinois basketball team, the Illinois men's basketball team, NCAA Division One college basketball team, varsity, varsity. 
it's not in her, not in her murals. They let him play without a shoe <laughs> for like a minute. I think it was longer than that. <laughs> it was it was at least a minute. It if was like he, three possessions. Yeah, this happened to t- at least two other teams in the NCAA tournament. They call the timeout immediately. Yeah, how could you not? That's like that's like can change. You lose a game by two, and and that is just the story of of last year and why I we're concerned about you know the coaching staff. Why do, why can't you just call a timeout when your guy doesn't have a shoe? Anybody can call a timeout. You you have five <laughs> players and the head coach. They could all call a timeout. And none of them did. I don't know if anyone has any reactions to Shoegate, but nah. I mean, I was I was just sitting there dumbfounded that entire game. <laughs> I, I I'd be more surprised, but I watch the White Sox for a living, so I I don't know what to tell you. It's my life. I want to turn the page, but I mean, yeah. that just was very tough to see. All right, we need some PMA, gentlemen. We need some PMA. We, we're we're gonna go digging. We got to find some buried treasure. We're going to talk about this year's roster. Who's going to be the biggest surprise of 2023-2024? Who wants it? Well, based on uh, the uh, the game film that we've received from overseas in España, uh, you know, Nicolo Moretti might be our, <laughs> might might be the best player on the team. <laughs> I, I'm kind of was saying Moretti that. getting some play out there. He yeah. he looked good. They they played well, he's, everyone. They he's played in everyone Europe, you know, the home in, close to the home. Exactly. Line. See, see, he uh, no, they played everyone out there. Moretti, <laughs> some of the passes that Moretti was making though reminded me of. I know we we're not supposed to talk about Bello, but uh oh, glimpses Uh-oh. of the Bello like no look underhand passes to guys diving back door and, and dunking on stuff. So that was fun to watch. Moretti's not really going to contribute this year from all that we've heard. So I just thought that was kind of fun. Uh, but from watching, you know, I, I actually did watch some of the uh, second game that they played. I think it was, was it like the Valencia All-Stars or something like that? Because um, they, were, they were streaming that game. There was... Really yeah, it was no, once, yeah. Yeah, there was no audio or anything, mm. so you're just watching like a terrible live mm-hmm. feed, and uh, and basically we were, all we would do. Valencia would try to drive. We would have two guys strip the <laughs> you know the high school level ball handler <laughs> that would be driving, and then we'd throw it down the court to whoever was cherry picking, and we would just get dunks over and over. That was the entire game. We still can't shoot. Yeah. We still can't shoot free throws. Uh, PMA Shaps. What do we so who's going to be your guy? So who's going to be my guy for next year for this coming season? I'm kind of getting outside of like the starters, the obvious, the Shannon, the Hawkins, you know, and everyone's going to latch on to Ty Rogers too. Cause he's just, he's like a fan favorite. But I also think that, uh, I think sincere Harris might be just well built for, the type of game that we play and like the big 10 and, and, and really like just the college game because he is very athletic. He plays extremely hard. He's going to hopefully continue to just come off the bench and provide like that defensive spark this year, but his shot actually isn't 
that bad, like mechanically. So I think it can improve. He's not going to be probably like a high volume shooter, but he can shoot a little bit and we know he can guard his ass off. And I think that he will continue to just get bigger and stronger. Like, I think, remember the last, when we saw him at the start of his freshman year, he was getting rejected by the rim when he was trying to dunk the ball. He's not, that's not going to happen anymore. Like, he looks way more explosive. He's going to take more of a, he seems like a vocal guy. He's going to take more of a leadership role. I'm expecting him to just make big leaps. I think that's a guy that can really improve and kind of, help us get to that next level. Maybe he's the backup point guard for this team at, at this stage, but that's kind of a guy that I'm hoping, you know, takes a big sophomore leap. Harris changed that whole game in Vegas. Yeah, he did. I think he was the reason we won. I mean, him and obviously TSJ went off, but yeah. Sincere- no, he, yeah, he came in and shut down Tiger Campbell. He he was a, a one-man press, yeah. basically, and he just forced Tiger into like three turnovers in a row, and we went on a run. Who was that um, on Purdue for four-year guy, awesome defender? Who Do you guys remember who I'm talking about? He literally was like the first team all defense like every year. That's who Sincere reminds me of. I'm, I'm blanking out. Not Hummel. I think, um, I think it was Purdue. I'll, I'll come back to that. But Harris just reminds me of a guy where I think from here on out, I think he's going to be first team all Big Ten defense. Not wow. not first team all, wow. all uh, whatever you call it, but I'm saying specifically defense. Jubes, who's your buried treasure? Uh, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, I think it, it kind of has to be Justin Harmon if we want to um, – score some points this year. Um, I was kind of between him and Domask. Um, but I think that from what I saw, just kind of the, when I did watch the Spain game, I basically watched the entire game. Uh, he, he's athletic. He can create his own shot. Um, the question about him is, can he play defense or does he want to play defense? But he's, he's someone who I think can, can score us some points when we need to. Um, he could potentially be in that role, um, that, that kind of the freshman year Curbelo had, where if we needed somebody to come in and kind of provide a spark offensively or get, get us some points, they would sub him in and that would happen. And I'm thinking he could potentially contribute there because he's likely not going to start, but he's, he's certainly someone who's streaky and can get hot. And he did, he, 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 he averaged, I think like 25 or 26 points in the NIT, um, last year in the in the last couple of games so i think you know there's hope there the question is just will it translate to the big 10 but that's that's who my breakout is if 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 it is if we are going to make a run or you know kind of yeah. exceed expectations i think it needs to be him yeah i like it because he's he's different you know like he can bring a, a different aspect to the game and and provide some some playmaking and, and that spark that we're going to need when our only offense isn't just getting out and transition off the defense and dunking. So that's a good pick. All right, Joe, who you got for the buried treasure? So I liked uh, Jubes. I liked where he went with this between Harmon and Damask. Thought uh, I think those two are going to be very key guys playing over both close to 20 to 
30 minutes a game. I'm going to go with Damask. Damask is just a solid all-around player. He's he's the guy you need. He He's filling voids that Illinois needs. He shoots over 80. His last two years at SIUE, shot, over, shot 35% from three, 44% field goal. Uh, had six rebounds a game, four assists a game. Um, doesn't foul. Low t- about you know two or so turnovers a game and averaged about 16 points. Like, that's just a solid. He just knows how to play basketball. You ask any fan of the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, J.R. Taylor, who's a, been on the pod before, big IU guy. He's a, he's a Bradley alum, played golf there, loves Domask. And so I think Domask is going to be a big time player for the Illini. I think he'll start. I think he'll I think he'll end up playing close to 30, 30 or so minutes a game. Uh, he he averaged sixteen. Valuable. Yeah, sixteen a what? game. I didn't know he was that good of a scorer. He's real He's versatile. Six, six, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, if you t- if you take him, put him in the Melendez role, and it the Melendez role expands. Yeah, that's a really good fit, right? We weren't getting anything out of RJ. Yeah, unfortunately, think, yeah. our guy. No, he was giving absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I hope that Damas doesn't get reduced to just going and standing in the corner, like because that tends to kind of be the offense. I hope he actually does get the ball, especially if if Shannon's kind of having an off night. Well, they got to run their weave first up top a couple times. Yeah, you got to do a couple handoffs, and then a couple ball screens, <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, and there's five seconds on the clock. Damask can probably do something. He can back down some smaller guys, you know, do the booty ball if we need to, and he can shoot a little bit as well. So I think he he will bring hopefully some versatility. He is kind of banged up, though. He didn't play in Spain. Hopefully uh, nothing serious, and hopefully he'll be ready to go and not something we have to worry about all season long. Joe, the squad, we can't help ourselves. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. He played over 30 minutes a game every game for SIU for four years. So definitely durable. All right. I got mine boys. Amani Hansberry. What do you think of that pick? I think this guy's going to be a stud. He, he's going to be a guy that Brad can't keep off the court. One of our two key freshmen, him and Gibbs Lawhorn. I number 58 ranked nationally number one in the state of Maryland 13th best power forward in the country coming in here what do you guys think about Hansberry he tore it up he's a Brad guy he's he's max effort does the little things can is is versatile it seems like offensively like his shot kept getting better um, over the summer and, and like even during his senior year. So I think he is more advanced than some of the other like bigger guys that we've brought in. I hope he gets minutes because that means that Dane is not playing like 30 minutes a game. Uh, but I don't know if the minutes will be there for him with, with Dane and with Hawkins I think you he's going to make his minutes. Damask I, will play like a, you know, like a small yeah. ball for. I, I think so. I am be. envisioning a lineup at the State Farm Center at home that has TS, or I'm sorry, three three key players Ty, Sincere, 
and Amani, and I think the energy level is going to be off the charts. It's going to be the defense just going to play inside the uh, paint, <laughs> dude. I mean, we might not be able to score, but we are. I'm telling you, the that, other defense, not ours. That yeah, the opposing D. Yeah, will, well, we're like we'll I said, all stand below the free throw line, and if anyone I don't care. gets close to the I, basket, I do they not just care, foul. dude. The energy level, that place will be going nuts. Sincere is going to be. <laughs> We'll have a full court press on. Sincere will get two layups off a couple steals. And that lineup, I'm telling you, record. Well, I'm going to play this back in, I love it. in January. And that lineup is going to turn games on a dime. We're going to be struggling. We're going to be at home. We're going to be lethargic. And Brad's going to roll those three guys out on the court at the same time. And it's going to be magic. I can't wait. I'm telling you. You I, won't have to wait long because it'll probably be against Eastern Illinois <laughs> in the first game when we're Joe, up by forty. I, I know you like that, Joe. You you love some energy, guys. I'm, I'm a fan. I just I'm with Jews. I just don't think he's getting enough. Or whoever said it, I don't think he's getting enough PT. You I don't think, think so? You think he's going to be on the bench all year? It'll be, it'll be, is Hansberry a guy that's not going to carve out minutes? All right, here let, let's. It's he can, but here's the thing. Danger one, Hansberry two, Hawkins three, Rogers four, Gary Air five, yeah. Goody six, Harmon seven, Gibbs Lawhorn eight, Harris nine, Shannon ten. I keep forgetting. Oh, and about Mask, eleven. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so a lot it's of like guys. we're not going to have an eleven-man rotation, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're going to have an eight, maybe nine, and then you have energy spurts with potentially. You know, Harris playing a bit more sometimes, Hansberry playing a bit more sometimes. We don't know if, if Gibbs Lawhorn's going to play at all just because he's a freshman. Um, he, he probably will because he's a point guard, but, you know, th- there's just so many minutes and, like, we don't know who's going to get them. Or, And I think that's a good... I'm sure Joe would say that that's a good thing because they have to actually, you know, try and uh, kind of earn their keep in camp. But we don't know. Yeah, there's just not enough room in the front court, I think. I, and I keep I keep forgetting about Quincy Guerriere. Like yeah. I just I completely forget. Like yeah, he, a week goes by and I just start. forget he's, he's on the really team. He's gonna start. Right. He's you think you're he's starting gonna start? four. He's gonna start for sure. If or Brad, three. I, frankly, I think he can play you know three, who, actually. You know I think Hansberry gets minutes from? And you know how much I love the dancing bear. <laughs> but well, I, I think that's got to be... I, that, that's what I said, but yeah. I, I think that... Yeah. I, I Honestly, I would prefer Dane to start on the bench and Hawkins is five and Gary Ayers is starting four. Yeah, if Brad... That could be a problem because then, Han, yeah, Hansberry doesn't see the court at if all. Brad is, if He's Brad not, is smart yeah. this year, that that will be his lineup. Yeah. And I think there are people around the team projecting that that will be his lineup, but um, we don't know if that's going to happen. But I think... We played much better. Everyone can attest to this with Hawkins at the five last year, even if he doesn't want to play the five. Hawk at five makes me excited. Yes. With Garrier at the four and then what, Shannon, Ty, and Del I guess Mask. Damask. Is that your five? Like that's that's such a versatile, skilled lineup. That that and can that's very match long up. too. It's it's insanely mm-hmm. long. And yeah, you can defend multiple multiple positions. You can switch if you need to. You can you have multiple ball handlers. Basically, whoever can get the rebound can just push the ball up the court, which is, as we know, our best offense. I would love to see that lineup. Joe, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Um, 
I feel like you're a big Luke Goody guy, and I think everyone around the team loves him in terms of kind of the leadership role that he brings. Do you think that this is kind of like a make-or-break year for him? Because I think last year, everyone expected him to play more and shoot better, and I think he just never got his groove. And I think this year, there, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of guys on the team now, and it's, and it's like, will he be able to carve out a significant role and do you think that he will yeah he played well i thought he the last couple of games of the year he was one of the lone bright spots i mean he was hurt most of the year so yeah. i think last year you can't judge anything by, by last year um i think he will come off the bench i think he will be the three-point guy that we we all need he knows how to run the offense like I think he's going to have a good year. I mean, but I don't think a good year for him is like double digit scoring. I think it's yeah. making a, you know, two to three threes a game, making free throws if he gets there a few times and just knowing how to play defense and run the offense. What did he shoot that's last the thing, year? Like, like 34%. I think he was 34% from three. Like, I think that's got to go up. It's a very small sample size. Yeah. He just never got into yeah. the groove no. when he came back from injury they just didn't know where to i mean it brought up the average in. i think our average was like 31 <laughs> it can't be any oh. worse eight for 19 for the year for he'll have, yeah he'll have to play because they don't have that's why guys like it's gonna be hard to play sincere and um uh sincere too many minutes because you just you gotta have guards that can shoot the three so you can't you just can't I sincere minutes will be chopped or eventually if he doesn't play well, um, sincere is a much minutes will better be shooter than Ty. Yeah. Like Ty, one of those two guys are going to, I think Ty will be given the opportunity. It's, it's just hard to have guards who can't shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Mul- especially multiple <laughs> at the same time. Like you just, you, do you think do that. Do you think Ty could ever score 10 points a game? Yeah. For, he, I mean, for sure. he could, like this is a very like lofty projection but he can he can he doesn't need to beat guys off the dribble necessarily yeah he can back down guards kind of like pickett right yeah and and I mean, like pickett he, could shoot pickett is a much he i mean pickett was i think a fifth year last year he's a much more polished player than ty but if you can kind of get the defense in awkward situations with ty I think that's fine. I mean, Pickett wasn't the best three-point shooter at all, but he can definitely make it. Like Ty yeah. won't even yeah, t- it's not even attempt it. If he if he gets to you know a Pickett light at some point, um, I mean he he'd be turning pro if that were the case with his yeah, size. Yeah, he's, he's still getting looked yeah, at yeah. by NBA scouts. Ty yeah. now, yeah, and there so, was a reason he was you know on Team USA two years ago, and he's he's really really good. He has so much potential. He just has to be more consistent, develop something of a an outside threat. So, like, because teams just started to adjust with him last year, and he needs to learn how to make a free throw as well. That would be a big part of it. But still, really, really excited for yeah. what for what Ty can bring. You know who Ty reminds me of? I'm gonna go way back for this one, and this is not from an. Uh, a shooting perspective, but like size wise and on the boards, my man Q Quinn Richardson, <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Demons. I know Quinn you like Richardson that one. Joe was much more so of a basketball player. Q 
I, you know, Q's my guy. He's obviously way, way better of an offensive player than Rodgers. But the way that Rodgers rebounds and gets down low, dude, Q averaged like 10 boards a game when he was at DePaul. And he was like 6'5", 6'6". He played shooting guard in, in the pros for the Clippers. Ty Rodgers, I think Rodgers might average 10 boards a game this year. I mean, he can he gets up there. The That's guy can board, and he's only six four. No, he's six. He's six five. I pulled it up. I mean, unless twenty four seven's wrong, maybe this is his. Uh, maybe he grew an inch. Yeah, he's six six. Oh, six six, six now. Yeah, yeah okay. So he grew two inches six. from his original. His profile. arms are insanely long too. I mean that. So that's like Q's size. Q is like six six two exactly. See, I'm telling you, boys. If Ty ever developed a three-point shot, which I don't know if he Yeah, ever he would could, go pro the next year if he did. He'd be a monster. He'd be a monster. I, I mean, think we want him to, but then he wouldn't be on the team Underrating, anymore. and I almost used him as my breakout guy. Who? The Dancing Bear. The Dancing Bear, Bills? Who has the Dancing Bear that follows him? The Dancing Bear was essentially a redshirt freshman as a center last year and averaged close to 10 points a game and six rebounds a game. Over 50% free throw, um, or excuse me, over 63% field goal percentage. Yeah, he has too many turnovers, but you can fix that. You fix turnovers as you get older. Like there's, I'm, I was looking at the stats as like the last four or five big men that were pretty good at Illinois: Ron Black, Nana Nana Igwu, a couple other guys. Like no one, their their first year playing, no one had close to the stats of that. I'm looking at Ron Black, and everyone thought he was a good player. He had five points a game his freshman and sophomore year. That's a great point. It's like, not the I offense. Think we're, we were, were hard on him, but though. he raises our floor because he, he gets you 10 points a game pretty much every game because you can just throw the ball down to him. I just think for make it's everyone's hard on him, and I think he's a, he's a really I think he's a good player. I think he's good. It's not the offense that we're, we're I mean, yeah, he'll score 10 to 12 points a game, and he'll be a minus eight or something like yeah, in I mean, the box score. He gets destroyed on the defensive end and we were a worse team when he was on the court we would start every game down down by eight points at the first media timeout because he was starting yeah all freshmen are bad i get it that all freshmen are bad at defense but that's why you work out in the offseason get quicker and get faster and get stronger you can be better yeah, at defense. that's the hope is that a but dame problem or defense again problem? this year then then yeah that's an issue but i think i think he'll be better I mean, I think part of the issue last year was like, are we playing drop coverage? Are we switching everything? Are we not? Like, you kind of had to do various things with various players on your team, and that's the that's the issue when you when you play him, you don't know what. Like, if you, you you're not going to switch everything with Dane, and then when he plays drop coverage, he basically just backed up to underneath the basket, and he took himself out of the play completely. Perkins had, I think, he yeah. had a career high against us um, when we played at Iowa because. That's all they did. He I mean, just, he was he shooting took, five footers. He just took bunnies in the lane every, 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 every possession. So how do you how do you guard that if you don't do drop coverage? You 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 just need don't to, drop that far, right? You 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 don't drop that far. 
you either do that or you do a high hedge and then you virginia does a great job of this but they're big men and we're are more athletic than dane and dane dane's losing weight this this summer he's trying to get quicker and i i, I saw the spain game he does look leaner but i mean that's you basically have to decide are we still going to play that way or not and i think most teams play draft coverage with a with a with a with a five on the court it's just you you can't be that far in in the lane when you're doing that. It's yeah. just not going to work. Well, that was like the if against he, Loyola. If he's too, our right? ba- if he's our backup center playing 15 or so minutes a game, I just think that's a very good yeah. backup center. That's a that's a very good backup center. Like, would you rather have him or Omar Payne? Yeah. Oh, I mean that. There's no right. contest. Payne, that guy had two. But left. It, but if he starts <laughs> and plays 25 minutes a game, then we'll probably all have issues, including yeah. me. So Dane last year started 21 games out of 33, 20 minutes a game. I I think I'm fine with a 20 minutes a game, roughly. Maybe I would like it to be a little lower, but I don't. I think Hawkins has to start. Right? We were getting we we just had too many games. Remember Purdue? It took Brad a half to figure out that Dane couldn't play in that game. It, that's what happened every game. <laughs> we were down like 24 yeah, and, then, and, then, and then the next game Dane the would be back in the starting have lineup a four this year though we have a bunch of guys that can play four yeah well it won't require him to play as much because Hawkins doesn't have to play the four he can play the five well who's the other four other than Gary Air? Hawkins can play the four and Hansberry can play the yeah four. Oh, oh Domas can play the four yeah yeah oh He's I didn't six, know that. Six. I mean our team will be very big goody goody can All play right. the four yeah, Goody. I, Goody's tough, man. Goody's got heart. I'm telling you, Goody. How about I'm going to add Goody to that lineup? Here, let, let's. Uh, I just pulled up the Penn State game because I'm like, I thought. I think. <laughs> I can, oh come on! I think Dude, Dane had. I'm just. State. I think Dane. <laughs> Which Penn the, State? The last one. Okay. <laughs> no, this is just proving the point. I'm not. I'm. I turned the page, but I'm just yeah. proving a point. Dane scored 13 points. He was the third highest scorer on the team, and he was a minus one. In that game, better than I would have thought, but that was probably his easily his best performance against Penn State, and they had no one to guard him. You know, like he should have been scoring every possession. Yeah, but if if you if you're not making your free throws, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. All right, gents, we we got to call an audible. We got to do some landlubbers. Got to go to the gridiron. Let's end this on a positive. Yeah. I'm going to go back to it. We need some PMA. I am pumped. I've never been more pumped for a football season in my line. Same. This is unbelievable. Wait, real quick, real quick. Can we, before we do that, sorry, Lags, I know you're, you're the quarterback of this, of this pod, but can we just, I'd just love to hear, I didn't get a sense from anyone like your general outlook for the season. Are you, are you, are you feeling yeah. Positive, cautiously optimistic. Like I'd like to hear from everyone because I know we it was hard to decipher based on like some of the things we covered. Yeah, good point, Joe. Who wants to start? You want me to start? All right, I'll I'll start it. I I you know, I I'm a sucker for pain. You guys know that. No I think we're pain? gonna go to the second weekend. I I love this team, dude. And it, for me it's just the energy, guys. It's the the interviews they've been having, they they uh, they cleaned it up in the locker room. I just want to see a lineup of Ty, Harris, Hansberry, and Goody. <laughs> I want to see those four guys on the court at the same time. And this throw is... TSJ. TSJ's got heart. I love TSJ. I, I want to see those five on the court at the same time. But this, yeah. second weekend for me. 
This is why Legs is the best because he's chairman he, of the firing squad. He, yeah, he flip flops <laughs> between. They don't call me the fish for nothing. <laughs> yeah, he flip flops back and forth. He rides that that fence mostly. <laughs> You know, he'll be on the firing squad one day, but then we're going to the final four. You know, if we have one good half, he's eternally optimistic, which is I, I absolutely <laughs> love about Lags. I'm uh my outlook for this season is I don't know if this is even a real thing. Can you be cautiously pessimistic? Is that a is that yeah, a real thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Basically, I have to be proven wrong i have to be proven that yeah i this gotcha. team that this team is different and yeah. i am probably the biggest pessimist on the javelin pod but you i mean you hand up you you you're uh you know like jesse you're from the show me state there should let me see it i right? gotta yeah i just i have to see something different i have to sh- i have to see improvement not when the games don't matter but when the games actually matter and I actually do watch every single game and I'm not, and I, and this isn't like a, Oh, wake me up in March type thing. Like I actually do think there is a lot of weight to winning big 10 championships because I still do believe that, that March madness is kind of a crapshoot. Like yeah. over the long term, yes, you should have success at some point, of course. And like the pressure mounts each year that you don't, but also winning Big Ten championships is is pretty damn cool, and this team stunk last year in my eyes, and and they got worse and worse ever since Io left. Essentially, I think that we've slowly gotten worse, and I just have to be proven wrong by 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 Brad. He has to show me that he's willing to change, and and that this team is going to be different. That he's bringing in you know, an older team and he's getting his guys now and, and this team's going to be bought in and that's all great to talk about, but it really just comes down to making shots. Sometimes this team last year could not make a shot so far. I don't know if this team can, can make a shot. And so I have to be proven wrong. And, and that's kind of how I'm going into this season. I'll, I'll still be optimistic because I think, they do have a good squad on paper to be in the top half of the Big Ten, but also, like we we talked about earlier, it's okay to raise expectations. Brad is the one who's raised the expectations. Yep. Josh Whitman has raised the expectations. Brett Bielema has raised the expectations. So we want more, and I think we deserve more. And like you said, the expectation should be getting to the second weekend every year. It doesn't mean you're going to actually do it, but that should be the expectation. Yep, hundred percent. And competing for Big Ten championships. So that's where I'm at. I was uh, Shaps. I was with you until you said we've pretty much gotten worse since Io left the team. We won the Big Ten championship the year after Io left, but everything else you said I'm, is reasonable. Clearly, I don't agree. Um, I'm more of the optimistic side of the Java men. Kofi but, was a cheat code. Yeah, co- yeah. You, I, I would agree that since Kofi left, that was one year. My, I'm here's here's where I'm at. Uh, I think last year was kind of the 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 bottom of the barrel for Brad. 
barely making the tournament, not looking great, frustrations throughout the year. Um, I think that's the worst team Illinois will have in the Brad Underwood era. Um, that said, I think this team will be at, I'm, I'm feeling positive about them. I'm, I'm concerned about the point guard play, but I'm, I'm thrilled about every other aspect of the team. I think it's super deep. Um, I think this will likely be a top 25 team that's going to be fun to root for, that's smart, uh, that plays defense, that plays hard, that has a, good leaders on it. Um, so I think they will be a top 25 team. I'm going to, I'm going to say we are going to finish in the top. Um, no, I'll save, I'll save that for the preview, but I'm, I'm feeling good about this team. They just have to figure out that point guard play, but I'd say overall, um, I think we will have a lot better year than we did last year. Tubes. Um, I think that, first of all, I don't think that the big 10, while I agree, big 10 championships are important. I don't think the Big Ten Conference is that good, and what I mean by that is I think that I think that they probably have the most. Like if if you were to say who's the worst team in this conference compared to another one, the the, the other power conferences probably have worse teams at the bottom. Um, sorry, lags like DePaul, but the 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 top talent in the Big Ten, Michigan State this year is like a legitimate Final Four contender, probably you know Elite Eight, like they're they're up there. Are they projected to win the Big Ten? Probably yes. Um, and but last year, like there was there was it was just there for the taking for Illinois. Yeah. Um, and without Edie, Purdue is is probably barely a tournament team. <laughs> Well, he's back, right? Well, yeah, I'm saying like, but if he wasn't on the team, like, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so, and they still lost to a 16 seed, right? I forgot they lost at home. So, I think you want to talk about pain. I think I don't. Again, I don't think that the top, you know, the top half of the Big Ten this year is like that good. So, I think like either I, I think some finishing somewhere between like three and six in the big 10 is something that they would likely that I would find reasonable, um, consistent with kind of the expectations. And I think they make the tournament, but I don't really think they do anything. And the big concern for me is just the, um, the offensive playmaking ability. Sometimes I think that Brad recruits guys that like to play defense and have grit, but, he doesn't necessarily recruit them to put the ball in the basket. And that's kind of the main concern that I have. I have no concerns defensively about the team, but um, we're going to be good defensively offensively. I just, that's just my outlook. I'm, 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 I'm wondering where the points are going to come from. Cause like last year yeah. we would have, you know, Meyer and Shannon are 40 and I just don't know where it's coming from this year. Yeah. I mean, you got you got Ty Harris and Dane. All three are going to get significant minutes, and if they, in the aggregate, shoot fifty percent from the free throw line, that might be a win, based on what they did last year. Wasn't any better in Spain. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's a I, I think, ball, though, right? I mean, what do you guys think overall? I mean, I, I think we're all <laughs> optimistic here on a good finish. I mean, great question, Bills. Great question. If they would have grabbed a point guard, I think they could have competed for the. Big Ten championship. Yeah. I I just don't expect that from them this year. Not that they can't do it. I just don't expect it. Yeah. What do you think, boys? The gridiron? Land lovers segment? Burt's boys. Burt's boys. 
guys, I, I don't know. I, this is, I am amped up. What do we got? Two more weeks until football season? Two more weeks. Shout That's out right. to Illini cast, the big banter Illini football podcast. We're going to do a, a podcast with those guys. Um, Pumped to do it. We're going to do some crossovers with those guys as well. They've already dropped a couple podcasts. Make sure you guys check it out. But, yeah, I mean, this the d- d- defensive line we got, we got Johnny Newton, the law firm Randolph, um, our guy Akis, or how do you, is it Akis? Akis. Akis. That guy is an absolute monster. He was all state. I think he won state championship in wrestling. <laughs> those guys, you don't want to mess with those guys. I, I think... Between those three, I think we got three first teamers, Big Ten. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped, like you said, for this coming football season. Bert's gonna be looking so good on the sidelines in those, you know, freshly pressed parachutes that he wears. <laughs> Everyone is bought in, I think, and and this team, I think the floor is really, really high because they're so good on the offensive and defensive lines. So yeah, we lost Chase Brown. We lost, you know, the the defensive backfield. But I think that I think we're still going to be able to run the hell out of the ball. We still have a lot of depth in the running back room, and the offensive line is sick. It really just depends on how good the quarterback is. I think That's Luke Altmaier coming in from the SEC. If he is legit and takes them to another level offensively, then. They can they can potentially win the Big Ten West, and this is kind of the last chance before <laughs> before like the end of the Big Ten West as we know it. This might be our last hope. This might be the last hope. Yeah, when because if USC joins the West, you know, <laughs> might be different, difficult <laughs> to compete hey, with them. I'll, over here. I'll see you guys ducks. In, in Elmo's in December. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. This is the year. I mean, we literally had a chance to win the Big Ten West last year. Yeah. And it's up for grabs this year. Like some people are picking us to win. Like that's just absurd to even think about. We thought basketball was a doormat. Holy shit. Football was <laughs> like the doormat. Like we were the laughing stock of college football. Besides, it was like us in Oregon, Oregon State, right? Or there's someone was really that hadn't Kansas. been to a bowl or whatever, hadn't had a bowl win in however long. Kansas was um, was absolutely terrible. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah, they're pretty good too. That's actually going to be a fun game when we play. Game them. two, right? Yeah. yeah, in Lawrence. But are you yeah, guys coming over for that game? By the way, I'm not having a, Friday, it's not a night. Friday night. Friday game, night. Friday yeah, night lights. I'm hosting. Yep, we'll be here. Joe, come in from the loop. <laughs> for the game one. Uh, it's game two. Game two. Kansas we're on the road game? against Kansas. I'm having people over. I'll be in. I'll be in Vegas. I'm gonna have I'll a couple. Circa. I'll be at Circa watching the game. Are you really? That works. Yeah. Ooh. Last time we were too. at Circa for a football game. Yeah, Kevin Warren yeah. screwed us out of the Big Ten title he had his game. Claws all over Michigan ups. Yeah, we don't have to worry about Kevin Warren this year. He's gone. Qu- we got coincidence. Harbaugh's. We got and, uh... Tony Petiti running the show now, and I. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, some of those calls that came at the end of last season, uh, we get some more luck uh, our way this year because that team was legit last year oh yeah and basically everything that could that went ag- that could have gone against us up oh, here we go with the zebras in those final <laughs> games went against us so i had a money line ticket 
We were in Circa. I had yeah. a money line ticket for Oh, we all did. That that call was yeah. bullshit. The, but yeah. I, I feel like after that call, I feel like the, you know Momentum. I the know Java men were kinda grasping at straws for to blame the zebras <laughs> when they when Aiden O'Connell tore us apart. No. Uh, uh no, we Devin Witherspoon had that interception that they called a phantom <laughs> pass interference on him. That lost us that game. And then there was the Indiana game where they literally took a touchdown off the board from us. So we easily should have been playing in the in the Big Ten title game. But I'm excited for this year Zebras. because I think I think the offense is going to be even better, even though we don't have Chase Brown. You like think it'll receiver, be better? The O-line's unbelievable. The receivers the left are side of the O-line. better. The receivers are much better. Yeah. I think Luke Altmaier is, is more capable of running, too. Yeah. He's going to throw the deep ball more. I think they're going to open it up a little bit. Olin Krutz's son is the starting center. <laughs> I think that really sets us apart. I, if he's half as mean as his dad was, then we're just going to tear through the Big Ten. Well, we got two. Uh, also, our schedule is really easy again. <laughs> we don't play Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, we got to take advantage. I have two takeaways from football. One is it's nice to have a coach that you you that keeps you in games. Uh, I feel like Brett is kind of the oppo Brad, where hey, we're, oh, here we go. We're kind of out of games because <laughs> of Brad's coaching, and Brett keeps us close against better teams. Uh, so it, that's just always a good thing to see when you you have less talent and you're kind of taking Michigan down to the wire. Um, the other thing is, I'm. I'm starting to research for my fantasy football drafts and a lot of people are just, they think that chase Brown is like an afterthought on the Bengals. Dude. And I don't necessarily understand that because Joe Mixon wasn't anything special last year and they didn't really get anyone besides chase Brown. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does something this year in the NFL. And it seems like people are kind of sleeping on him. And I think us Illini, Fans need to uh, maybe scoop him up in our fantasy drafts where we're not we're not drafting with college friends. Did you see? Well, being that we're all in the same league now that I know <laughs> that Chase Brown is on Jube's uh, draft board, I'm gonna have to move him up a, a tier <laughs> in my rankings. He looked good in game one in preseason. <laughs> you see any highlights? Yeah, yeah, I mean, people are like, "Oh, we they added fifth round pick Chase Brown." It's like he led the dude. He should have. <laughs> I mean, rushing. If- it doesn't matter for running backs at that point, you know. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like all those guys, Tommy they're, they're all really good. Tommy yeah. DeVito yeah. looked good for the Dropping Giants, but I don't think like well. drafting a running back in the fifth round like means that the running back is bad. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's like Herbert. Yeah. Herbert was, I think he was a fourth or fifth rounder. And it's he's like a just because better... he's a fifth round pick doesn't mean he's bad. It's just that the teams don't draft them high anymore. Yeah. So for the Illini. Julian Pearl, Isaiah Adams, left side of the line, two projected NFL draft picks next Lockdown. Lockdown. Like, nobody's coming through that left I'd side. just be pounding love left, McCray left all year. <laughs> all day. Yep. And get some power formation. That's why we love Burt, man. Just power formations and just, that's that's a line I football. That's Chicago Bear football. Dude, <laughs> I'm pumped. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I agreed with everything you guys said. Uh, I love the Chase Brown nugget. But yeah, it just, it's, Altmaier is, oh man, it's it's going to be interesting with him. 
if he's good, we're going to be really good. Yeah. So exactly. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, cause you know, the defense will be solid. I, I think that the secondary actually be pretty good. Um, I don't think they're going to be great, but I, they don't need to be great because the front seven front, what seven or eight is going to be so good. And then, yeah, I mean, the offense is, yeah, it's going to be all dependent on Altmire or right. Luke Altmire. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how it, many? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll. I think. I think we'll know pretty early if he's going to be good or not. Like we knew what by like week two that what's his. Uh, we got Tulsa at home. Toledo. Toledo. I'm sorry, Toledo. Who's the best team in the MAC? Yeah, they were good also. last year. Yeah. Right. We were. I think we're only ten, favored ten, by like ten, ten and a half. Yeah, and then and we go to Kansas. I already thought about driving to Gary. <laughs> I think we're going to crush him. I I just think our defense. I don't think they've seen a defense like ours. And I know we lost right. a lot of the secondary, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, you know what makes a good secondary? A good defensive line. You know when the Bears, I, I know it's the Illini podcast, but Eddie Jackson, when Eddie Jackson has a defensive line, he's the best safety in the league. When Eddie Jackson doesn't have a defensive line, the guy, he might be the worst safety in the league. <laughs> You're, I'm I'm telling you that I'm dead serious. Your line is also so much more apparent in college because there's such like a t- discrepancy and you know just the talent on the lines in general compared to the NFL. Like in college, if you have just like a good line, you just basically dominate yeah. the game. I mean, you control the game. Remember our defensive yeah. line against Michigan? Like they couldn't move those guys. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be really hard for teams to to run the ball against us and. And I think our pass rush will be even better as well, too, as those guys improve. Like, and like he, Gabe and even, if, even if Luke Altmaier isn't good, it's like, all right, we have to beat Iowa. Like, how many right. points do we actually have to score in that game? <laughs> Last yeah. year, I think nine. I think <laughs> yeah, it took nine so... points. Yeah, no, he just he just has to be average, which what like DeVito was pretty much a middle of the road Big Ten quarterback last year. And that's really all Altmaier needs to be. But if he can elevate us then yeah it's gonna be a difference maker who's projected to win the big 10 west just iowa wisconsin i think in wisconsin iowa or wisconsin yeah which wisconsin i'm not bought into yeah like, i mean they, I, that they, is they're, they're, they might struggle because they're changing everything it is it is night and day from the wisconsin that we've known for the past hundred mm-hmm. years it's yeah. i just don't think they're going to be able to flip the switch into the fickle era like yeah people are just quickly. betting on the coach Right, and he's he's really good. Co- I hate that they hired him. I wanted them to hire Jim Leonard, so then Wisconsin would just continue to be Wisconsin. Now they might turn into Ohio State eventually. Yeah, which is a little concerning. Um, also, I love that we have Jim Leonard. I was gonna say, that. how about that snipe by Bert? So sick. He's not messing around. He's I mean, he's really not mm-hmm. messing around. We got new uniforms as well, which I don't love. The new uniforms. It's a little. Syracuse, but anything is better than what we had before. So I'm just happy that they finally changed. Are we doing a Java men tailgate? Do we get a date circled? I was looking at the Penn State game going down for that one. We should. Yeah, I think um, a couple people. I've heard Penn State from a couple people. We should reach out to the big banter Penn State crew. See if they make a trip in for some uh, tailgating. What do you boys think? Yeah, I'm down for that. I also I Illinois like, might I also, not be Penn State's number one game on the schedule yet. 
Probably ah, not. Dude, Penn State <laughs> might be surprised. I like that we get them third game of the year. Penn State, a lot of people are picking to win the Big Ten and go to a college football playoff wow. this year, potentially. So that Which, I mean, a dark horse kind of candidate for that because you got to get over Michigan and Ohio State. And run but Penn State's the law firm. really good. So that's going to be quite the test. Uh, going to try to make game? it down for that. Yeah, but if we no, can go I think it's afternoon game. They're, we play in week three, remember. right? Yeah. Week three. Week three. We week play two no, we'll play top five team ish, top five ish team. Week three. We'll be two and oh. That game's gonna be so huge. It's, it's gonna be that's it's gonna be awesome. Like huge. I also might make the drive to West Lafayette for the Purdue game. Not very far. Could be fun. Made that drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jens, final thoughts. Back. Final thoughts. Anything to add before we wrap up? Brad, you're on notice. All right. Brad's on notice. The and squad Bert, is here. Bert's it's, the man. I, you know, it's, it, it is a little hot in the basement. I love, I I love know, you, Brad. I don't know if that's because my AC's broke or we got the firing squad down here. but If Bert gets off to a great start, that's going to just be more pressure on Brad, too. I can't wait for football season. That's my final thought. Whitman has bought himself a long time with this with this hire. Everything I said about high expectations for Illini basketball, I feel the opposite about football. Just I, I'm cool with seven, eight wins every year. Now that was the bottom of it. Like you said, Joe, that was talk about a doormat. We probably went over our allotment on football talk. Also, yeah. listen to the uh, Illini cast. Those guys do a great job. Of yeah, well, they're gonna give you the the detail breakdown. We'll, we'll give you the the emotional. <laughs> we'll give us yeah the meathead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, let's call let's call it a night for episode one, season two of the Java Men. Part of the Big Banter Network. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Yar. ILL. Yar. It's time to walk the plank.